Welcome everyone to Video Brilliant. Today I'm talking to Darwin Carlisle of Lofty Darwinism. Now Lofty Darwinism is an incredible media outreach that he has built. He has some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about today and how he's using blogging even though he's a video professional. So how is he using words and the written words specifically to share his media in the world? We're going to talk about that next. Hi, I'm Cub Cooker. I've been blessed with the gift of creative media communication, and it's my mission to help others find and share their gifts through video. Video Brilliant. Share your brilliance on video, online, and all the time. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Video Brilliant. Today, I have Darwin Carlisle on the show, and we're going to talk to him about how he's using the written word, even though he's a video professional, to share his story and his message with the world. Darwin, say hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm Dude, good, I love man. your room. Your room, like the guitars are, are so badass. And what's like that pink light you've got going on in the background? So that's uh, that's coming from all these PARs that I have, the LED PARs, and I can change color on any of them. I've got eight of them in here thrown around, and then I've got light here and key light uh -huh. over here, so. Dude, yeah. I, love, I love the way you live. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try. It's it's a creative lifestyle. So, And yeah, you have a creative yeah. lifestyle, too. You have an awesome loft in uh, downtown L.A. Yeah. So yeah, tell everybody see, about see the uh, mannequin over my head. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. So tell everybody about how you live. Like, what's the L.A. lifestyle like? Tell us a little bit about what you do professionally. And then I want to talk about your big project you've been working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Los Angeles, man, it's 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 a trip. It's um, you know, I live in this loft, uh, you, you can see here, um, all just one room. You got, I've got my equipment, my lights are over my shoulder on here. That's my lights. And then right above it is my sound equipment. And then I have, uh, some more lights right here, camera in the background, all just on shelves. And it's, it's, it's very portable. So I, I, you know, roll around Los Angeles, just filming various, often mostly demo reel scenes, but corporate videos shorts i've been doing a lot of short films recently you know like a lot of people are producing their own content more often and i'm the guy with the camera who knows kind of how to make them look good so you know awesome. that's just what, I, what i've been up to recently very cool very cool so you literally make a living using video you are brilliant with a camera i know that because we've worked <laughs> together and at my old studio you uh you brought your big ursa camera the professional movie camera and and it looks incredible everything he shoots looks amazing uh, and I'll show some video of my uh, the dog that we had, the Great Dane that passed away. He, he had some incredible oh, yeah, video yeah. of her. So I'll show that right now. Uh, that's on Darwin's cinema camera. Um, and mm. so he's incredible with that. But today, again, what I want to talk about is Darwin is such a creative mind. He just has incredible ideas and incredible presence. And uh, he started this blog that he's doing. And it's the top 50 works of the decade, correct? Mm-hmm. So top tell us a little bit of art of the decade. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Top 50 works of art of the decade. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. How does that work? What, what does that mean? And how is that helping you tell your story online? Well, it's, it's, it's media criticism at the end of the day. And I, I, I found myself really exploring what it is to have a relationship with media mm -hmm. when I've been, you know, coming up with this list. And to give you some background, so I, I initially was just like, I want to make my top ten movies of the decade, the last decade, um, and I was 
sitting here thinking like media is blending together. Television is turning into long movies. Movies are turning into like franchise television. It's all kind of blending. So why don't I just like throw them all into a list together and maybe albums too. And then after that, I, I, I started throwing more and more types of art, pictures, you know, like um, architecture, anything that I felt like might be like a, a, a work of creative energy that you you can draw a circle around and say, this is like extra special. Cool. And kind of the thinking behind this list and what I'm trying to kind of provoke is 50 works of art is like nothing right. in comparison to the amount of art that's produced. You know, you could come up with a list of the top like 50 country albums by female artists living in Seattle and you'd have a good list, right? There's so much being produced now. And I think that for a lot of us, it's sort of unconsciously become this burdensome thing where you have things you like watching, you maybe feel guilty about things you watch that you love, but you don't feel like other people understand it. Things that you love that you want to tell the world, like this is like the best thing I've ever seen. But it kind of goes in one ear out the other. And uh, there's this great album in 1994 by Roger Waters called Amused to Death. And I like, it's yes. like the last track, it's like, you know, like the aliens came to Earth and they logged the only explanation left for why they had destroyed themselves. This species has amused itself to death. And that is, <laughs> I think, where we are in a lot of ways we we like our art but are we living too much in it are we appreciating it are we like do we have a healthy distance from it that's kind of what i'm talking about with this list is just like extra focus and appreciation on specific works so that like in a hundred years you could hand off this list to, to them and say this represents our decade wow what an undertaking then oh my gosh wow um <laughs> So you're really including, you're including everything in that from music mm -hmm. to movies to art, pop culture. Um, yes. So, you know, and, and I see in the business world a lot, there are literally ad campaigns that are works of art in themselves because they're so, mm -hmm. there's such a story. There's such a, an experience, if you will. And, and in ecosystems is something I'm just fascinated with. And, and Netflix is one of them. To me, there's some incredible works of art on Netflix. I mean, there's some shows mm -hmm. that I watch that are just mind blowing that I just, I, I can't believe I have access to in this day and age. So what are your, mm -hmm. what are some of your favorite video based works of art that you've included in this list? Well, I'll give one away. Um, I think I sent it to you uh, working up the list, we will get to it eventually, but there's a YouTube video that's 20-ish minutes long called The History of the Entire World, I guess. Okay. Did I send that to you? Yes, yes, um, you did. Apparently, it took the guy three years mm -hmm. to make this video, right? And it's, it's like a giant, like, After Effects project from hell, right? You know, like, it's <laughs> it's just like a spinning globe going zip, 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 back and forth, back and forth, and there's all this information, and it's it's like a way, new way of, like, processing information it's one of like the beautiful things that like the video creation content has opened up for us and it's kind of like when you watch a youtube video do you ever pause to think you know what i could put this alongside the sistine chapel and it would hold up you never do you ever, do you ever feel that way cup like, i do <laughs> i do actually yeah there, there there's some videos out there that i still can watch over and over and over and i feel that way casey neistat's um do what you can't video i'll link that below mm -hmm to me is one of the best works of art out there for the YouTube generation because 
it evokes such a powerful emotion. I think it will stand up for years down the road, even a hundred years. I think that could be included in some sort of archive somewhere as what is yeah. the creative generation of the mid to late two thousands look like, you know, I think that's right. Yeah. You know. And I'm going to have to check that one out then. Yeah. And, and, and that kind of brings up another good part. Like one of the best aspects of this project has been the conversations, you know, like, because it's very much been a conversational journey. I, I, I go to people I know, I go to strangers, I, I get everybody talking about what art stands out to you. And I, I think it's really worth evaluating because again, like, like do you ever turn on Netflix and just get overwhelmed by, Oh my God, there's all, there's so much to watch. Like, you know, like, Hey, I, we ought to watch that one show. Like, uh, yeah, but like, I don't feel like that. Let's put a cat video, <laughs> you know, like do you ever have exactly. that type of moment, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's kind of like, why do we have this, t this weird relationship with art? Like we have to watch it. We have to consume it and everybody else is watching it. It's, it's, it's a different type. Like we've never had this in, in the human race. Right. And, 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 and think just about like the past 10 years, this is again, like, like what happened in the, the most recent 10 year window, mm -hmm. right. Just like in human history. Well, one thing that was really, you know, different this year, as opposed to 10 years ago is that in 2010, almost nobody had smartphones. Very true. Very true. The iPhone four came out as the first widely available smartphone in the US wow. that had front facing camera, mm -hmm. right? So you, you just had like, you know, like cool people had the, or rich people rather had like the smartphones. And then, you know, most people were kind of just ditching the flip phones that, you know, like had kind of dominated the odds. Mm -hmm. So, so the smartphone brings with it an entire relationship with media that has never been tried. Like you are now like how, how much, time do you think you spent more than three feet away from your smartphone for this entire decade God, right yeah no <laughs> like kidding how many, how many like days worth of that was like you know or like or, or maybe weeks possibly but your your smartphone like your ability to see all of the yeah. entire world's content is now like right next to you true, and so true. i think it makes a different type of conversation about why is a great musical music video right the casey neistat video yeah is that, is that music video? it's not a music video he's like a youtuber and so basically he he featured the last 10 years of youtubers in one video and he wrote a monologue that goes with it it tells this story it's about a six or seven minute story and it's just mm. incredibly powerful you just, you need to watch it it'll it'll give you goosebumps as a creative person and as a video professional definitely you know yeah um, but well, yeah it, and, and it's also you got like this like the macaque selfie right like this monkey selfie that, mm -hmm. that happened in 2011 just as selfies were taking off there are uh, 93 million selfies taken every day only on android devices wow just think about that like that, that that's how many tens of billions if not hundreds of billions if not trillions of selfies exist now Golly. and that's just like how much of your life have you spent like staring at other people's selfies how oh, much yeah. of your life have you spent yeah. like posing with your own selfie even like eh, you know mm -hmm. like this is you know it's dominating mm -hmm. our lives and like here's the question do you think you've ever created something that you would feel proud enough to say this is like a work of art 
you know like yeah. i deserve to like be on a list of 50 somewhere you know like yeah. That, yeah. have you ever done something and, and and what does that feel like oh it's it's an incredible feeling until you realize that nobody cares and i think that's my, my biggest <laughs> problem is some of the hardest work i've put into these video projects that i think are beautiful have some of the lowest view counts, but I review the new iPhone or the new Apple card and I've get tens of thousands of views, you know, in, in the first couple of months. And it's like, yeah, so that that's kind of disheartening, but at the same time, I still have these videos that I look back at that. I'm like, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Like that's my creative voice. You know, I did this one of this Falcon in the snow. Um, oh, and it's, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. one of my favorite ones. I shot that on the red uh, in 5k slow motion it was just gorgeous i color graded it for a week you know trying to get everything yeah, to look just that. right i was there with you when yeah you, when you shot that. you were you were oh yeah you're in it you're literally in it i forget <laughs> duh yeah you're in it in a coat in the snow and like yeah yeah that's right yeah right, but like but isn't that beautiful to just make something just to know that you made it you know just yeah. to feel that creative rush to know that you've done something that you feel proud of like what 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 does it say about a video if 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 it you know like if one type of cheap i don't want to say cheap but like if if one type of video gets a million views and one type of video video gets five views right but you know the good one is the one that gets five views like what does it say about the aesthetics of that right you know like that's kind of like you know when you when you when you think about what people are observing and and why they're bringing their eyeballs to you mm -hmm. what 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 is that conversation that you're having with them you know like and, and is it important that you tailor it to what they want to hear versus giving them something that might be more challenging or just evocative or you know something to bite their teeth into yeah no absolutely and i think i've found that the answer to that is kind of two-part where you kind of have to have some substance to lead them into that is what they are looking for and then also feed them what you want to feed them along the way and so it's like that's mm. the only way to build a following especially in the the digital age that we have where everything moves so fast is to really put value out all the time. That's what they value and make sure that what you value is embedded in that on a regular basis, but also you get opportunities with that audience later on to put something out that's purely you and then see how they respond to it. Right. Um, but sometimes like the conversation, like you bending yourself to an audience doesn't mean that it can't be art. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it, 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 I, I'm just like, I'm one of those guys. I, I think that like art comes about in that moment <clears throat> where because you're operating outside of a plan, your creative juices start flowing in a way that is new and something new formed mm -hmm. inside of you that you didn't even know was there. It's almost like it's bigger than you. It's it's like, you know, David Lynch calls it like catching the big fish. It's almost like you're like just casting like a mental rod out and you just hope you get an idea back that's like the big fish, like the cool idea mm -hmm. that you can then be like, ah, yes, this. And I, I think it's like in many ways when people watch your stuff, you don't just want them to like to watch because it's really easy to trick people to watch. Right, right. right. You know? yeah. so it's like, you can how click do you form a relationship with them so that they they find some sort of like higher meaning or interest Absolutely. or, you know, a connection with you? Yeah, and I think that's, you know, what was it a year or two ago in my old studio, you and I did a video on like the future of YouTube and we kind of interviewed oh, each other yeah. back and forth. And that was a, a, I loved doing that video, but I think kind of what you're saying, that was a part of the evolution of like what this show is now, this podcast in this form 
has evolved and finally solidified into a format, a color scheme, a logo, everything, uh, even a theme that not only am I super proud of, but it actually does work with the audience. I actually get some views and I get an audience built. And, and so I think it really has been that trial and error and playing with things to find out what I want. And I think when I found out what, what I wanted, then I was able to create something that, that the audience perceived a lot of meaning in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really was yeah, that playing absolutely. with the clay, playing with the paint, you know, figuring out what is my voice online? Like what is this YouTube channel? What is my Facebook page? Mm-hmm. What is all this about? And, and it's been that process of creating literally thousands of videos. I've looked back, I've created thousands yeah. in the thousands for wow. myself and my clients. So, I mean, my computer, <laughs> I've been through several computers and this is like the third or fourth computer back here. That's been my rendering machine and it's time to update again so that's, that's how much work, not only myself and my brain and my creativity, but the technology goes through to keep up with creating something meaningful. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and speaking of like your voice, like you were asking me earlier, it's like, why pursue like this kind of written word yes. when I'm like a video professional and, and that, and video is my medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say like, it, for me, the, the beautiful part of this journey has been you know, sort of recording my thoughts because, because I, because I have feelings, right? Like everybody right. has like, you know, like, what do you think? Like, what's a, what's a great show or movie to you, Cub, like that you've seen in the past 10 years? Like what, what's something amazing that you've seen? Hmm. Probably. And you're going to laugh at this, but probably Avengers Endgame because it was the culmination <laughs> of Avengers 10 stuff. years <laughs> of work and creativity. <laughs> Right, but okay, so 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 okay, so you you got your Avengers. Like I, I disagree with that assessment. I knew myself, you would. But, That's why but, I said but, it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not the first person. Okay, so yeah. so so you love Avengers. Like it, it, when you write about it, you say, "Why am I including this?" Right, because because mm-hmm. you know one of the things about like having fifty, I have like 150 that I love equally that I didn't include, and I kind right. of wanted it to be that way. I wanted to narrow it down and ask myself why did i include this one and when you write it and you write it out you end up processing the work in a new way right Mm -hmm. you 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 end up looking at it you go oh this scene was really good because of this and this thing ties over here and when they like do that trick of the light it has like this this ambient effect like all of the things Mm -hmm. that are kind of like you know flashing in front of your visual field in terms of why when I think about this movie, like, what do I think about? Words help me think about these arts and like works of art and relive them in in a, Ooh, in a manner of speaking. And so, good. in many ways, it's like it's less about the audience; it's more about me. I just want to be able to record. Like, this is why. Like, one of the one of the entries is uh, Fleet Foxes, Helplessness Blues. Great album, but it's not an album that is the type of thing you would just throw on in the background you know like it's it it needs something to like sink your teeth into mm-hmm. you, but there are some works of art that deserve more attention from you and i, I writing is a, is a wonderful way of exploring that but even like recording mm-hmm. this podcast is its own way of kind of like discovering your voice figuring oh, yeah. out like what you're thinking mm-hmm. you know that type of thing and i think that's what people need to they need to discover this is something that i talk to my clients my friends my people i mentor all the time and on the podcast is you have to become self-aware you have to realize what you're realizing it's kind of this weird thing mm-hmm. like if you're not constantly aware of yourself, 
your beliefs, your motives, then you can't guide your art form forward in a direction that's true to you. So the more you know about yourself, the more you can focus like a laser into what you're really good at creating and what your voice is going to be forward. And that, and that's something yeah. that I, I love working on, you know, and what you talk about music albums, one of my favorite albums is by the drive by truckers and they're kind of an indie okay. Southern rock band, very, you know, very not mainstream. And they have an album called the dirty South. And it's literally an exploration of the history of the South from both sides mm-hmm. of what happened and what is happening now. And the whole thing unfolds as a story Again, it's not one of those albums you throw on in the background. You purposefully listen to it and understand right. this full story that unfolds. And it's just an incredible telling of, of a certain opinion of, of that, you know, event. So, um, mm-hmm. so I think, you know, that, you know, music with Apple Music, I use Apple Music all the time. And I can yeah, find new things all the time. And I love it because of that. I can find indie artists. I can find uh, mainstream artists that maybe haven't promoted these new albums that are really, really brilliant albums, but uh, I never would have stopped and bought a CD on the shelf. So I have access for a lower cost. I think everything has been crowdsourced. Creativity is available to everyone now, and the distribution Mm -hmm. ultimately is available to everyone. And just like your blog, uh, and it's more than a blog, you know, looking through it, it really is a story. It unfolds, and it's really you know, piece by piece. And as you curate this, it's, it's going to be incredible. Um, have you thought about what is the future to wrap up? What is the future of this project? The, the 50 works top 50 artworks of the decade. What is the future? Are you going to do a podcast on each one? How are you going to share that to a new audience? You know, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like it, I, I'm just kind of letting it happen. I, 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 I do imagine it may be that I just create it. And then that's just that. Right. You know, kind of like almost like just I ended up writing a book kind of that was that was interesting to me because I'm more of a creative than I am a consumer. But, you know, you kind of have to have this sort of global relationship with art in order to understand it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at art, you evaluate it, you critique it and then you create it. And, And oftentimes you have to be a little bit crazy in order to make something beautiful and make something interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also just really worth evaluating, especially if you're a video professional that helps people in branding, right? I help actors in right. branding all the time. You help businesses brand themselves. How people consume media is a central concern. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that one of the things that we are going to be really exploring this decade is kind of just like the upper tier of how much art people can consume. Mm-hmm. And I think that if this list has taught me anything, it's that like the the works of art that that are unique will will stand out. You know, and I think a lot of that's experiential things that like bring people out. You know, think about Pokemon Go. Think about how like insane that was. You had people like just like running everywhere trying to catch Pokemon. I think the augmented reality stuff, but just in general, anything that uses the medium to kind of like enhance in a way, I, I think that's going to really transform our species and transform the conversation we're all capable of having with each other. Because as you said, art has been opened up to everybody and so now everybody's creating it and now the question is how how much of it can we realistically intake absolutely (laughs) very true very true (laughs) and i gotta ask you one thing did you put meow wolf in there 
We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good to know. I'm actually going very soon. I'm taking my mom for the first time. So I've been three oh, times yeah. already, but I'm getting to take uh, my artistic mother to to go see that crazy world that is Meow Wolf. So I yeah, that that is um, released in uh, 2011. I think was the was the initial inception. You know, actually, I think that's a little early. I think it might have come later. The House of Eternal Return is actually what it's called. Yeah. Uh, by a co- combination of artists called yeah. called Meow, Meow Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. I always yes. call it Meow Wolf. I know. <laughs> Isn't that funny how? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, it's one of the most unique places ever. I, I would love for you to like go there, looking at it as like a work of art, and report okay. back to me. At Good. Feel, because like I, you know, like. Obviously, I'm limited by physical location in terms of being able to evaluate it again. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? And there's so well, hey, let's there. And every little drawer, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's have a – let's do a podcast about it. I'm, I'm actually going to be going this next month, and, and then we can talk about it. I'll look at it through artistic eyes as an artist, and then let's talk about it for your project too. Dude, man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be awesome. So um, to wrap up – I just wanted to propose that through media, through the podcasting apps, through YouTube, through Facebook, through everything that we have now, a lot of these artworks you're talking about um, really weren't possible 10 years prior for more people to see like they are now. Like, I think all of these artworks are going to be exposed in a way that they never have been able to before. And, and really, if you want to get something in front of millions of people, all it takes is a few clicks on an ad campaign and you can spread like a wildfire. You know, it's just amazing. Like mm-hmm. the people that want to get their voice out there and you, the viewer that are watching, if you want to get your voice out there, it's so doable in this day and age. It is so easy now to start something. If you can commit to it, commit to doing it. That's what I tell people all the time. Commit to the work, commit to the schedule and the repetition of actually creating. And that's how you unfold your style. That's how you unfold your voice. And that's how you attract a following. People want to follow someone who's consistent in their message, their style, and their voice. And that's the biggest secret sauce that I can share with everyone. Darwin, thank you for being here today. Uh, It really is incredible to talk to you all the time. So, uh, and I uh, just really appreciate you. Enjoy LA. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. This has been Video Brilliant. Hell yeah. I'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, Cobb. Thanks, Darwin. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching. I would love it if you would consider subscribing and also hit that little bell here on YouTube. Also, if you want to jump over to my website at www.videobrilliant.com, I have some awesome goodies over there that are going to help you on your journey as a content creator. Be brilliant.